It's a curious thing, Hope. Reading today's epistle lesson from Romans chapter 5 got me thinking about where hope comes from. Is it, for example, an element or a compound? Can we produce it? Or is it something that we can only happen upon? We can only discover. What's the difference between hope and a Pollyanna's thoughtless optimism? How can we be hopeful while also being truthful when things don't always go the way we hope? The Apostle Paul begins the fifth chapter of his letter to the Christians in Rome with these words. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Wow. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, since we're not justified by what we do or don't do, not by our own righteousness, but by God's, which we receive through faith in Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. Peace with God. That is no small thing. Simply hearing those words stirs hope in me. If peace with God is possible for sinners like us, then anything is. As we heard last week from Romans 4, Paul uses Abraham's faith as an example of this principle, saying, For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Despite our lack of righteousness, our disobedience, and our antagonism toward God, we can have peace with God and his righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. When you hear the phrase, the grace of God, that's what it means. In today's first lesson, we learn that even Sarah, Abraham's wife, who laughed out loud at the idea that she and Abraham would have a son in their old age, received the promise that God made to Abraham, the gift of that promised son, Isaac. I am so grateful that Genesis 18 includes this account of Sarah overhearing those mysterious men talking with Abraham because she is the one that I most identify with. Laughing out loud at the preposterous notion of bearing a son, she's the one whose common sense keeps her from believing the Lord's promise. She's the one with faith like mine, and maybe like yours as well. Skeptical, bound by experience, incredulous, and amused. When in Romans chapter 4, I hear of the grace of God toward me, Sarah's reaction of, you've got to be kidding me, 
is mine as well. Even faith is a gift of God, kindled and fanned into flame by the Holy Spirit, poured out on the apostles in Jerusalem at Pentecost, and on us in holy baptism. And to know that Sarah received the promise, despite her very reasonable doubts, is a source of hope for us. It begins to answer some of the questions about hope with which we began this sermon. Where does it come from? It comes from God doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves, what we cannot even ask or imagine. It comes from God's improbable and to our minds incredible love for sinners like us. Love that according to Romans 5 verse 5 has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Loved by God, at peace with God, hope begins to dawn. Not necessarily because we're comfortable, but because even in adversity, even in suffering, God's love and peace with him remain. As Paul writes to the Romans, and not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And as recipients of God's love, and at peace with him, Suffering does not drive us to despair. Instead, as miraculously as he produced a son from the bodies of Abraham and Sarah, God brings from suffering not despair, but endurance, character, and hope. To all of us present-day Sarahs, this promise may seem fully as laughable as God's promise of Isaac. But that Paul took it seriously enough to convey it to the Romans should silence our snickering. Because Paul was no stranger to suffering, enduring, as he relates in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. So for all of us suffering now, trust Paul. There will be suffering in the world until Jesus comes. But at peace with God and filled with his love, we do not lose hope. Instead, from suffering, God brings endurance and from endurance character, character grounded in faith, and motivated by love. And from character, God brings hope that does not disappoint us. God has given us a job to be his hope bearers in the world, to spread the good news that life is not simply suffering, that he does not wish us to embark on a Buddhist quest for detachment and escape, but of love and commitment and gratitude for God and his grace. 
at peace with him and refreshed by his means of grace, word and sacrament, we give ourselves to our neighbors, confident that because Jesus lives and has given us God's righteousness in holy baptism, our lives, as flawed as they are, and with all our doubts, are well worth living. Thanks be to God for pouring out on us his love, grace, and mercy embodied in his Son, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God for his gift of faith by which we receive his righteousness, the forgiveness of our sins, and peace with him. Thanks be to God that even in our sufferings, which in even for our sufferings, which in his hands become endurance, character, and hope.